Are you fed up with diets that don't work and maybe diet culture in general? Then you're going to love this week's episode. Leah Horton and I talk all about how health and finances are related. And I love her perspective because just like we talk about all the time that your finances aren't like this cookie cutter system and one size does not fit all. She's got a similar approach when it comes to health and I really love the way that even just like her story developed and like the path that she's been on and the things that she talks about when it comes to health, I know where it's going to be game changing for you because believe it or not, your health and your finances are related. So when you're not stressed about money, you can take care of yourself better, but also when you have like making your health a priority helps your finances as well. So let's take a listen. Welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Amy Serka. After over 10 years in the personal finance industry and multiple personal, financial, and medical crises, I was fed up with the lies that are being shouted from the rooftops by the gurus and the media. So now I help you, the ambitious woman, step into unstoppable finances. When you step into unstoppable finances, you create financial abundance that aligns with your personal values and goals without working 80 hour plus work weeks, without pinching pennies, without worrying how you'll handle the next curveball life throws your way. In a simple, to the point kind of way. Being married, having four kids at home, homeschooling, being a CEO, running the household, I'm kind of busy. And I know that you are too. So here we get straight to the point. If you're ready to eliminate fear, stress, struggle, frustration, and guilt from your finances and all the areas they affect, you're in the right place. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm joined today by Leah Horton. She's a certified intuitive eating counselor, master health and life coach, specializing in helping women get off the diet roller coaster for good. Using the principles of intuitive eating, she empowers women to find food freedom, love their bodies, and redefine what health means to them. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm really excited to have this conversation just because like we've talked about, I like to talk health and how finances relate and somebody else who seems the same way. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I'm so happy for you to have me here. And yeah, my previous life was in finance and now I'm in health and they like go hand in hand together. And like, I see so many similarities and how people approach them. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation today. Yeah. So let's dive in. What is your earliest memory around money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my earliest memory is actually clipping coupons with my mom. <laughs> um, she was a single parent, um, a new airman in the Air Force, and we were tight on money. There were points where we were on food stamps and things. And she turned clipping coupons into like a really fun like activity for us as like for me as a kid. And I used to, you know, like that's kind of like how I started like first it was matching pictures, right? Like, oh, is this something that we eat? And then like, as I learned to read and all of that, it was like checking expiration dates and organizing all of the coupons. And it was like a big deal on Sundays, getting the Sunday paper and going through all of the coupons. Um, And it was, it was really 
you know, I think looking back now, it's like, oh, that's kind of sad, but um, it was really, really fun. And it taught me a lot about being smart with money. Yeah. I was going to ask like how you feel that that impacted you. So I, I love that she made it fun because I think the connotation there is really important. So do you feel like you had more of a frugal outlook because of that or because she made it fun? It was like, no, this is just something fun that we do. And it didn't affect you that way. Yeah, it wasn't so much about, I know for her, it was about frugality, but for me, it didn't come that way because it was, she, the way she explained it was like, if we want to be able to go do like fun things, like we get to save money here so we can do other things. And you're being a smart shopper by taking advantage of sales and using coupons and all of that stuff. We would, um, like she taught me about like value versus cost, right. Of like looking at, okay, this jar of salsa may look like it's cheaper, but really if you're looking at volume, like this one is going to actually be the better value and also like not necessarily going for like the name brand things and like the the off brand stuff is just fine. (laughs) Um, and so that has definitely carried over with me. Like I don't, clip coupons now. Um, I'm fortunate to be in a place where I don't have to spend my time doing that, but I do still like use like savings when I can. And like, you know, the, um, coupon codes on websites and like stuff that's easy for me to like, yeah, I'm going to get savings where I can, because that means I get to spend that money on things that are of higher value to me. Yeah. I love that. And how she taught value versus cost oh my goodness that's like amazing that's some of the things that we talk about inside well it really isn't a standalone program yet but the finance financial course for kids like those are the things that we want them to learn so that's amazing that you were able to like one of your first memories is of that so is that one of your favorite memories around money growing up or is there another like maybe trip or something like that that stands out that it was like we were able to do this and this is like my favorite thing that I remember yeah you know I think like growing up that was um probably the number one thing like grocery shopping was an adventure and it was this fun thing I even like I was balancing the checkbook as soon as I was learning like addition and subtraction and that was fun for me and she made it all, you know, educational. And, um, you know, if I got us to like save a certain amount, I got a portion of that, or maybe I could get something for myself and it was really, really fun. Um, but like looking back at like, so my, my <laughs> past life was in finance, my favorite, favorite thing. I know this isn't growing up, but like we had an intern in our office who was 18 And I sat him down and taught him the power of like maxing out his Roth from out the gate at age 18. He was living at home, had extra money and the shift in seeing him realize that, oh, I could have like $2 million in the bank if I just did this simple thing now for the rest of my working years. And like, it blew his mind. Like you could physically see that. And I'm like, oh, that is really, really cool. And it makes me really excited about his life and his future. Um, and I think that that's just, that's actually like my favorite memory around money and like the impact it can have on people when they start connecting the dots in um, what they can do with it and how being uh, responsible <laughs> um, early on can make a really big difference. That's awesome. I love that. And like seeing those aha moments is always like the fun part. So mm-hmm. 
Why don't you tell us, because now you're an intuitive eating coach, why don't you tell us a little bit like about your background? Obviously, you started in the financial industry and how you came to be like where you are now. Yeah. So I totally just fell into the financial industry. It was, um, I got laid off in 2008 during the recession and got to the point where I was just applying for anything and everything. And a financial advisor took pity on me because he was retired Air Force and my mom was Air Force. And so I think he was like, okay, fine, I'll hire you, even though you have no experience. Literally did not know the difference between like a Roth and an IRA, like nothing. I was really good at budgeting and like personal, you know, finance stuff, but wealth management and all of that was beyond me. I didn't know what a 401k was anything. Um, but uh, he took a leap of faith on me and it turned out I was actually really good at it. It's just my brain is very analytical and structured and I'm like type A. So I was all in and I was in the finance industry for um, about 13 years. Um, and I enjoyed it, but it had shifted a lot. I had ended up moving to different companies and moving up in um, a small boutique wealth management firm. And the way that our company had moved was moving more up market to high net worth people and just helping them with like estate planning and um, tax mitigation and all of that stuff. And it didn't give me that excitement and fire like it does helping younger people or helping like people set up the first 529 for their kids or something like that that's really felt more meaningful to me and so I had like a little early midlife crisis <laughs> where I'm like this is really what I want to do with my life it's a good paycheck it's a fine job but it wasn't lighting my fire anymore and I kept going back to like okay if I could do anything I wanted, what would I do? And it kept coming back to health. And I've always been really passionate about health for myself, um, my undergrads in biology. And I've looked into multiple times of like getting into dietetics and becoming a nutritionist. And I always talked myself out of it because of the money, like, oh, that's going to add another year of school or, oh, I don't want to pay 60 grand to get my master's and, you know, work in a hospital. I just kept talking myself out of it. And so when I got to this point of like, okay, I need to do something that is going to give me passion um, and something I'm excited about, I literally Googled like, what can you do in health without a degree? <laughs> and health coaching is one of the things that came up and I didn't even know it was a thing. I had no idea. Like, I knew you could be a personal trainer or a nutritionist, but like there's this whole other realm. And I went down the rabbit hole and was like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely perfect. It is marrying my passion. And a lot of the skill sets I had learned in management, um, working in this finance company, a lot around leadership and motivating people and communication skills and all of that stuff together with my interest in health was, it, it was it for me. Like I immediately signed up and was like, okay, this is going to be my side project. I'm going to get my passion here. I'm still get my paycheck for my job. <laughs> and that lasted um, about six months before I was like, no, this is all I'm doing. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. We need to figure out an exit strategy. So this is like the only thing that I'm doing. Um, so that's kind of how I got started um, in health coaching. And um, as the time kind of progressed, I niched down into intuitive eating and I went and got my intuitive eating counselor certification as well, because what I really wanted to do was change how, especially women, I work with men too, but especially women, um, how they think about health and their body and their relationship with food. Um, because I think we get so much diet culture influence that we have to restrict and we have to focus on what the scale says. And 
it led to a lot of disordered eating for me personally. And I could see it in so many other people that that was what I really wanted to focus on um, because it's what helped me feel really good about my relationship with food and really improve my health without the lens of diet culture telling me I need to be a size six. <laughs> I love it. I, um, there's so many, I talk all the time about like how the yo-yo diet industry and like how that happens in like the financial industry. And, um, I don't know if you know this, my background is, uh, we were on the insurance side. So the, the gentleman that I was working for within state farm was licensed in more ways. So we would like have the conversation and then pass him off, pass off the customer. Like, Hey, you got to go work with the boss now. But, and I fell into insurance as well. For me, I responded to a Craigslist ad of all things, like had to have a new, I needed a new job because I had a young baby at home and I needed work when he was in daycare and ended up that I totally loved it. I loved being insurance, doing all the things. And then like, I realized this whole, I really started entrepreneurship about the same time, but I realized that there was this whole other world out here. And like, I can focus on the relationship with the money and the coaching and helping you with the education piece. And then you can go talk to the advisor about all the other stuff. I'm like, that's perfect for me. Like, other people reach out and they're like, Hey, you know, you can do this and like get this certification. I'm like, but I, I don't want that. Like, I like my gig here. I like being able to have these conversations and doing these things. So I love the journey of how you found the same way, um, to find like what you're passionate about. So, um, this is one of my favorite questions to ask, but often whenever we're talking with prospective clients, there's like this one thing, it's like this myth that they believe. And if you would just get this out of the way, you would like see the light, like, I don't know, angels would show up and it's like, ah, like this. So what is that like one thing for you with, when you're working with clients, like, what is that one thing? Yeah. The, the number one thing that people need to realize to really see the big shifts is that weight does not equal health that the number on the scale is not indicative of what your health looks like. And you can improve your health without losing weight. That doesn't have to be the thing that you do. And for a lot of people focusing on that is actually going to be a detriment to their health. So if you can get to a place where like you realize that the scale is not the end all be all, that is going to be like the first step on putting you on the path of really creating sustainable health for yourself. So do you have your clients like even weigh yourself, weigh them, weigh them, weigh themselves. There we go. I can talk. <laughs> no. Um, I, so they're their own bosses. I don't, right. myself, <laughs> but I do encourage them to examine their relationship with the scale. And most of my clients do choose to not weigh themselves, um, at least through the duration that we're working together. Sometimes they'll get curious. Um, you know, the, intuitive eating, there's a lot of misconceptions around intuitive eating. But um, what we what we say is that when you become an intuitive eater, anything can happen with your weight. Some people may lose weight because maybe they were binge eaters or emotional eaters. And if you can get a handle on that and learn to listen to your body better and, you know, have other coping mechanisms for emotional eating. Yeah. You may lose weight because you're eating less, right? Um, some people may change their relationship with food and not see a single thing change on the scale. And that's okay too, right? Because at least maybe mentally you feel better. Um, physically you can still feel better. Maybe you're more energized, um, or have less stress or anything like that. 
And some people may gain weight if they had been chronically under eating, if they're, you know, lifelong dieters who have never eaten the proper amount of food, um, they may see um, the weight gain. And no matter any of those outcomes, it's all okay, right? It's no matter what happens on the scale, you're going to be okay. You're still working on your health. Maybe it looks like you're prioritizing your mental and emotional health right now, and that's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, the only thing that the scale tells you is your relationship to gravity. <laughs> Love that. I actually don't know whenever I started prioritizing my health, I hadn't weighed myself. And honestly, it was like a friend who started like this new nutrition program. And it was kind of like one of those, sure, like I'll do this just because. And then like, I became totally addicted. I think that like I lost about 35 pounds, but I don't even know because I wasn't weighing myself before. So I was curious, like what your answer was on that. And then it was definitely much more of a holistic shift because I wasn't so tied up in like what the number said. What if you finally could make consistent income and achieve that six-figure business without another software, without putting in more hours, or without posting more on social media? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Cashflow Unlocked. Inside Cashflow Unlocked, I'll give you three essential keys to increasing your cash flow so that you make more money, understand your numbers, gain financial control and confidence, even if you just don't have the time for one more thing. This isn't one of those classes where you get part of the information and zero help. I call it a workshop for a reason. Yes, we're going to go over those three essential keys, but then we're going to walk through the first steps you need to take together so you aren't left in information overwhelm. See all the details, when it's happening, all the things, and register. Simply visit amycircacom forward slash workshop. And in case you're driving, that link is hanging out in the show notes for you. Well, what happens when you're just fixated on the scale is it's like we are literally putting blinders on and you can't see anything else. You're just so like looking day to day of like, what did I eat that caused my weight to go up or to go down or like, oh, I'm doing a good job. Like keep doing whatever it was that I do. And your body isn't like a simple math equation. It, it doesn't, it's not progress isn't linear and it's not giving you the full picture. And so if you can stop looking at the number on the scale, you can actually start noticing other benefits that you may be seeing. So are you getting stronger? Are you sleeping better? Do you have more energy? Um, is your skin clearer? <laughs> um, you know, there's all of these other things that come with it. And if you're only looking at the number on the scale, you're not going to be able to see those things. So um, that's why, you know, a lot of people decide like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Whatever happens, happens. And it's funny, like sometimes clients will be embarrassed. They'll be like, oh, I weighed myself. Like, <laughs> or they'll like, oh, I went to the doctor and like saw the number on the scale. And, you know, there's still like a little bit of a celebration if it goes down or if it goes up, it's like, okay, how are we processing this? Um, or they'll notice like, oh yeah, my clothes are like fitting a lot looser. I need to go buy new clothes or something. So there's other ways. And it's, you know, the scale doesn't tell you muscle mass. It doesn't tell you water retention, especially for women. We like all throughout the month, our scales all over the place. Um, it really is just too singular of a thing to really have a good 
indicator of what your overall health is looking like in that moment. All right. Okay. I remember now. What are some of the things that we should track? For example, like when you were talking about this, and I know this is not like there's the emotional side of this, and this is why this works, but like I tell my clients not to focus like on your debt payoff numbers. Like that is a not the thing to focus on because it's the negative aspect. And instead we focus on our net worth because like that's our true overall picture. And I heard you say it was like, that's not the full picture. So what are some of the things that we should be looking at are healthy indicators if we're looking for more of this type of approach with our health? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is just like the kind of general things that you can keep track of yourself. I think energy is one of the best ways to do that. Um, you know, cause that'll tell you like what kind of quality sleep you're getting, um, is the food that you're giving yourself, um, nourishing and energy, energy giving, or is it like leaving you feeling like drained and lethargic? Like that's not really helpful. Your body will tell you, you, you know, when you feel good and when you don't. So, Tracking energy, um, tracking sleep can also be really helpful. Um, if we kind of like look at from like a medical model, you know, things like blood pressure and your blood sugars, especially if you, you know, have like diabetes or like that runs in your family, those are good indicators of health. Um, obviously it's harder to track on a day-to-day basis, but, um, those are good things just to keep an eye on as well with the caveat that some of that is just genetic and no matter what you do, like you may just be SOL in that category, um, but you still can be engaging in health promoting behaviors to mitigate any risks that may come because of your genetic predisposition. Hmm. Okay. It's good to know. I'm also thinking like, cause I'm still nursing right now. So I'm thinking like, yeah, because this is what I need because this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Never felt like I was eating for two when I was pregnant. But now it's like, okay, I'm hungry. It's been two hours. Like I need to eat. Mm-hmm. My husband knows I get hangry too. So we have like that whole perspective there. So I'm thinking about those things and like the sleep number and how I've been kind of without realizing it, I guess, tracking some of those things. So, Hey, maybe we're on the right track there. Yeah. It's just a good thing to, to have a pulse on. <laughs> yeah. To keep an eye on. Is there anything that you feel like we need to make sure that we're adding into this conversation that like, okay, Hey, we know this, but like, we don't want to leave out this aspect. Yeah. I guess, you know, the, the main thing I want people to really understand is when it comes to health, like diet culture and the beauty industry is like $176 billion industry global. It's insane. So you're getting a lot of messages from them. Um, and they really focus on diet and exercise being like the end all be all for health and it being like completely in your control. If you're overweight, it's your fault. And that's not the case. There is genetics plays a really large role, but the thing that actually, um, second to genetics that plays the biggest factor is going to be your socioeconomic status. And so that's like your accessibility to healthcare and nutritious food and the stress and the environment that you're living in and all of those kinds of things. So by focusing on improving your financial health, you are actually also improving your physical and mental well-being as well. So definitely keep up with that. And focus on stress management. If you're going to do anything, like I would rather you focus your time and energy on stress management than trying a new diet or a new workout plan, or like trying to completely revamp how you eat, um, really focus on getting the stress down because ultimately that's going to be a bigger 
impact on your health at the end of the day. So, yeah, I totally, we like I've said before, and I'll say it again, like I can give you all the tactical strategy, but until we handle like the emotional part, the mindset part, those gut reactions that we have from all these stories that we learned that we created that we inherited like until we handle those things like the strategies won't make a difference and it's kind of awesome to see how that translate into all the areas of our life and as we work to create that happiness like these skills apply everywhere so thank you for sharing that i appreciate that that was a really great um note to make sure what we added here now, I believe you do have a free gift for our listeners who were probably like, okay, this is really intriguing and I hate diets anyway. So um, what is that and where can they go get that at? Yeah. So um, I do have um, a free download for three ways to improve your health without diet and exercise. Um, and so that's like speaking exactly to this point of like, that's not the thing that you need to be fixating on. And it includes three things that are not as uh, talked about that actually have bigger um, impacts on your health than just changing diet and exercise. So if you want to know those things, um, you can get those. And I'm sorry, I do not have an easy, clean website for you. Can I just give you the link to include in the show yeah. notes? Or, okay. the show notes. So make sure you can grab it there. Um, and that is really intriguing. So I'm probably going to go check it out too. And then where can our listeners find you online? Yeah. So I'm on TikTok and Instagram, uh, anti-diet health coach. And, um, the best place is my free Facebook group. It is antidiethealthclub.com. We'll get you there. And I have free trainings that I do every single week, guests that come in kind of like a podcast, but it's like on Facebook, um, tons of free resources and love connecting with people there and seeing what I can do to help them, uh, in their health journey. Awesome. And I'll make sure all those links are below as well. So nobody has to write them down and you can come back if you are driving or unloading the dishwasher. I think that's all I've got for now. We kept this one short and sweet, but extra impactful for you. So make sure to go connect with Leah, learn all the things, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Wondering what's next? When you're ready, there are different levels of support that you can use on the path to creating unstoppable finances and your unstoppable life. After all, your finances are unique and your support should be too. Ultimately, we'll create a customized plan to ditch financial struggle for good that works for you, your goals, your priorities, your life. Go to workwithamy.com to get started with one of our most popular programs, or you can book a Q&A call with me and we'll figure out what your next step should be. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That way you'll receive new episodes right when they are released. Then leave a rating and review. It helps amazing people just like you find the show faster. Mm -hmm.